On this episode of Swoops World, I had the pleasure to speak with Emily Hess. Emily is a wife, busy mom, and founder of the Beacon Coffee Stand in Edmond, Oklahoma. Through Emily's desire and passion to help those that have fallen victim to human trafficking, the Beacon Coffee Stand was created with a mission to serve high-quality coffee on the go while supporting local anti-trafficking organizations in the Oklahoma City community. I enjoy talking to Emily and getting insight into the problems that exist and what we can do to make an impact. I'm sure you'll enjoy this interview as much as I did. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World. We're, uh, wow, the year is just flying by. It's November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving, and we're, and we're happy to have today our guest is Emily Hess, and uh, she's a local business owner, a local entrepreneur in the Edmond, Oklahoma area, and we're looking forward to chatting with her and talking to her about a lot of things she's doing, and uh, <laughs> we uh, we want to keep things uh, keep things moving and let you guys know that uh, more shows will be coming up. We got... Uh, our last show was with uh, Maurice Landrum. It's in the archives. You want to check that out. He's an author, wrote a book about his time at the Los Angeles Police Academy. <clears throat> but uh, today we have Emily Hess, and I want to welcome Emily to the show. Welcome to the show, Emily. Glad to have you. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Keith. Appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, you are a local entrepreneur, a mom, uh, you founded the Beacon Coffee Stand. But before we get all into that, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, where you, where you grew up, and how you decided to become an entrepreneur. Hmm. Okay. Um, I grew up mostly in Illinois, central Illinois, small towns mostly. Um, I'm a pastor's kid. And we had foster kids in our home growing up. And um, so, yeah, I have two biological siblings. And then we have an adopted brother. And then we have lots of foster kids that came in and out. So um, I moved to Oklahoma when my parents divorced in 2000, uh, 2001. And so met my husband here. And we've been together 18 years and have three kids of our own. That's the really fast version. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, it's a great to, you know, great to a little background there. I mean, it shows what I, I knew I was connected to somehow. My, my grandparents, uh, my grandfather was a pastor and they had a lot of foster kids growing up. So every time we would come to visit, uh, 
I meet new <laughs> new people at the house. So I kind of know that's I kind of right. I kind of know how that is. That's 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 very good, very great. Um, you know, you moving you know moving around a little bit and and and, and ending up in Oklahoma uh, was that a big change for you from Illinois? Um. So my extended family is from Oklahoma. So we always visited like twice a year and they would meet new people like you were saying, foster kids and things like that. Um, and uh, so I really, I was real familiar with kind of Oklahoma um, just because of fa seeing family, but it was definitely much bigger than what I was used to. I literally had um, less than a hundred in my graduating class and there was a thousand people in the town that I lived in. So it's really small towns. <laughs> um, but um, and I miss the snow a little, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, it's been great. I love it. People in Oklahoma are great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is a nice, nice state. I, I'm enjoying it myself. You, you know, you, you, you opened a coffee stand, but not just a coffee stand, you, you know, some things led up to this, you know, a lot of times uh, you hear people say that they, they created a business and then they had a passion for something else. They brought, they incorporated a business, but your business model kind of started with, with a passion um, prior to you opening it. So tell us a little bit about how that all came about and, and how your heart uh, led you to this. Yeah, that's a good question that I, you addressed a minute ago and I didn't really answer. Um, so I, um, through life experiences, um, having family, um, end up in prison. I had um, my dad at one point, um, as he had retired from pastoring, he had a lot of um, mental problems. I had a breakdown back when I was in high school. And so it kind of led him on a different path. My parents, and like I said, men ended up divorced. Um, so he was homeless for a good chunk of time. Um, and I was his caregiver. So just dealing with some of the things that um, happen and uh, with someone that you love that has mental illness, um, it kind of gave me a new perspective on um, just go get a job kind of, you know, um, idealistic from people that kind of feel like, well, the homeless need to just go get a job. You know, they, everything will be fine if they just get a job. And I think that there's a lot more if you could step inside someone's shoes and kind of see some of the things that they may be going through. Um, and then having um, a foster um, foster kids and, and then adopting my brother and just hearing about his life um, gave me some perspective on um, children that have gone through trauma. Um, he was seemed like a, seemingly a very normal person. Um, he started getting into some trouble in, in high school or in junior high and high school. And um, the first time in juvie kind of changed him. Um, and there was almost like a switch had been flipped. And what I've learned about trauma is sometimes that you can seemingly be okay and coping and then something will set you off and it'll send you down this path of mental illness. And so um, he started dealing with some schizophrenia and some other things after his first time in, um, in prison. Um, and so all of those things, and then seeing a brother-in-law who had been through prison and trying to get a job afterwards when you can't. Like it's on your record forever. So I'm as I'm. I have three kids of my own. I'm I'm busy, but God has just like started breaking my heart for these trials that have come up in people's lives, and everybody else seems to think they should just go get a job. And there's just so much trauma. So I started look, and I heard about um, human trafficking, and so some of those things overlap: homelessness, foster care, um, 
having an absentee father, all those things kind of overlap um, when it comes to human trafficking and kind of got it kind of started breaking my heart about that issue. And so all those worlds were starting to collide. Um, my heart for victims of trafficking and then these experiences that I've seen my family go through. And so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I felt at one point I was on vacation and God was like, well, stop being, having pity on these people and do something. And so, um, I was not an entrepreneur before that. In fact, I was terrible at sales. I had tried my run at all those um, you know, multi-level marketing things. And that was not for me. Um, but when I got behind a passion, because it was more than a business, then God was doing big things. So we opened in October of 2018. Um, it was a long journey to get there. Um, five years of four years of planning. <laughs> um, but I had three small kids, so it took a minute for me to get there. Um, but anyway, yeah, so our mission is to um, spread awareness about human trafficking in Oklahoma and to connect with ministries that are um, doing their part in their in our city to connect our customer base with these ministries so that we can provide resources, supply drives, um, educate our community and our customers on the, um, the, the traf uh, human trafficking that's happening in our state. You know, it's, uh, you're listening to Swoops Road on Talk Story Radio Network, brought to you by HealthyNewDay.com. Our guest today is Emily Hess, uh, owner and founder of Beacon Coffee Stand. You know, you, know, you, you mentioned a couple things there that are really, really important. So many times people um, look at somebody who's struggling and um, make a judgment call. Uh, and like you said, oh, well, they just need to get a job. Oh, they just need to pick themselves up and move along. Um, and it's different. Uh, it's different for each individual. It's different. Uh, different circumstances uh, led people to certain places. You know, some. A lot of times it is. You know, like you said, mental illness based. Or a lot of times it's trauma based. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to put themselves in those situations. You know, they find they find themselves in those situations because of a lot of things that have occurred. Uh, but most people don't take that next step to to reach out and to help out. Um, and you say God moved that upon you. But uh, did you struggle with that at first? Did you did you kind of think of you know I'm I'm hearing this, but I don't really believe it. Or or, or how did you how did you move forward? How did you happen to really move forward as a person to do to to, to take these steps to do these things? That's a really good question. Um, in fact, it was quite funny because. Um, the vacation that we went on was kind of extravagant. We don't, we don't go too far from home sometimes because we both have our, well, he has, my husband has his own business as well. But anyway, I have friends that we'd moved out to Oregon and I was, I was telling my husband, I felt like we were supposed to go on this vacation to go see them. And he goes, well, I don't know what that means. And I was like, I don't either, but I feel like maybe God is nudging us to go see them. And so we went out to Oregon to see our friends and it's on that trip back that I had that, just um, these thoughts and these kind of like a vision of what it would look like to have a business to help survivors of trafficking. And um, anyway, I came home from the trip and I got a text message from my friend that we just got gone and seen. And she said, I don't think you know how encouraging it was to see you. We've been so lonely out here. It was an answer to our prayer. So that moment in itself helped me to see, hear God in a different way. And those anyway so that's all to say little things like that i would just like 
do something that I felt nudged to do. And then God would kind of like prove to me, well, yes, this is the next step. This is the next step. And so that was one of those moments that was like, okay, he can actually like nudge me and I can respond. And then he, um, is doing something beyond me. That's not about me at all. So, um, I had a friend who was a, um, a victim of sexual assault and she heard about my vision and she said, I want to do whatever I can. And so she literally gave me my like $10,000 loan to kind of get started. And so little things like that just kept coming up as I was sharing what God was going to do, um, where my vision of what God wanted to do. And, um, anyway, so just that kind of answered prayers along the way, if that helps you, if that, you know, gives you an answer. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you, 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 you put a lot of effort into the human trafficking aspect and you know, it's, we, this year seems to be, there's been a lot more focus on that. I think in the past people always kind of figured, yes, it happens, but that happens overseas. It doesn't happen here in the U S uh, and if it does happen here in the U S it's, 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 it's such a small percentage through your, efforts and through your studies and your, and your research, tell our audience a little bit about, you know, how common it is here and, and what, you, what you can do or what we can do to, to help eliminate this. So what I found in some of my research is that United States is the number one consumer of child trafficking. So it might be happening with to children that are from other countries or at in other countries. And we have people going and flying and taking these trips to doing these things with children, you know? And um, so yes, it's happening in other countries as well, but we're the biggest consumer. And um, one of the other things that I found in my research is that um, Pornography is a huge tie to um, child trafficking. And so a lot of times there's not a, a never actually, never is there an age on any kind of pornographic, pornographic image that you see. Um, and so most people don't realize that that's a child right there. They're 16 years old. Did you know that? So like pornography is an industry that builds up to um, buying a person for sex. So it kind of, um, in such a way, um, I don't know, it just, I can't think of the word, desensitizes you in a way so that you end up not being satisfied with the, the images and now you need to have the next step. And so um, I think a lot of people don't realize that there's a tie with that. Um, and there's a real big need to for men to rise up and um, just kind of put a stop to that or if they know someone who's in um, who's addicted to pornography or, um, they objectify women and it's gross, you know, standing up and just saying, Hey, you know what? That is a daughter of, it could be a friend of yours, you know? Right. Um, and even if you're not a Christian, as a Christian, I say, that's a daughter of the King. That's a child of God, you know? Um, but as, if, even if you're not a Christian, just looking at that person, knowing that that's someone's sister, it's someone's daughter, it's someone's granddaughter. Um, and recognizing that it's not a, an object, but a person. Um, and I think that as a, as a culture, if we can start making that connection with, their, um, with the soul of that person. Um, one of the things I heard recently, I, helped, 
I hate to keep going on, but one of the things I heard recently was if you have a child who has started seeing pornographic images, um, instead of like making them feel ashamed or just saying, no, 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 but helping that person, that your child, take that person that they've just seen in that image and um, humanize them. So ask a question like, um, I wonder if they have any sisters or brothers that humanizes them, right? That just takes it out of an object. Um, and, and because what's happening is that when you have 12 year olds that are now in social media and now on phones all the time, you have dropped the connection of a person and a human being. And in the same way, they don't see them as a human being, this thing that's a pornographic image. And so um, we have to kind of help our kids turn the turn the tide a little bit you know right. um because it's just going to get worse if we don't put a stop to that oh absolutely and you know the thing Sorry. is you know you know you have a good point but you know it's about educating it's about educating your your children uh so you can you know so this doesn't continue to cross generations uh you know yeah. continue on you know you know years and years down the road what we you know one of the things I read years ago, and I, and I, and I, I know from things I've uh, studied, when it comes to sexual abuse, a, lot, a majority of the time it's caused by somebody that, that you already know, that the family knows. Uh, when you talk about the trafficking aspect, now is that a stranger uh, abduction type thing or, or, or how do you know have we have we determined that the 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 the, the, the dirty uncle or whoever has been molesting the child are they are they leading them to the to the trafficking aspect as well oh yeah that's a good point um so in in oklahoma specifically uh one percent of child of trafficking victims are actually removed from by a stranger, complete stranger. The rest of them are familiar. The rest of them are individuals that have been groomed on social media. Uh, pretty much all hell breaks loose. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of misconception that is it is um, a random person, and so that's another thing is just being mindful of um, of who you're exposing your own children to. And I mean, I personally have really strict. Um, guidelines when it comes to social media and who contacts that my children have on their phones. And I think that's just safe. I mean, you wouldn't let, most people think that it's really dangerous to drop your 13 year old off at the mall. It's more dangerous to hand them a phone and say, here, have a good time. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we have to break down that. I think that the first step is it's happening on their phone and they've made a connection with someone that's filling a void in their heart that they didn't even know they needed to be filled. Right. So that goes to another point. But um, <laughs> anyhow, yeah, I think that having a loving home, providing love to your kids in such a way that they don't feel um, unloved or they don't feel like um, they're missing out or um, – they're needing something from someone else, you know? And so that's, you know, that, that sounds like having, you know, being an open conversation with, with your kids. If they, if they, they feel they can come to you with anything and talk to you about anything uh, and not have, not feel that they need to hide things from you, yeah. uh, which probably allows you the opportunity to have these discussions with your child. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're listening to Swoops Row on the Talk Story Radio Network, uh, sponsored by HealthyNewDay.com. We're here with our guest, Emily Hess, founder and owner of Beacon Coffee Stand. Emily, tell us how, how your business, you, 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 you kind of mentioned it in, in the beginning, but how your business uh, is helping out in, in the, in these, with these subjects, with human trafficking and, and people trying to uh, re-enter the, the, the workplace after, after being maybe incarcerated or something or, or gone, been through trauma and things like that. How does your, how, how does your business model work to, uh, to benefit these, these individuals? So um, we partner with organizations that are already in relationship with survivors or someone that has gone through trauma. Um, so it's essential that there is um, there's someone for them to talk to. Um, so that it's essential that they're getting counseling and it's essential that they're clean, right? Um, and so by working with organizations that are already kind of um, ministering to them and um, kind of sharing God's love in tangible ways and just being walking beside someone who has been through so much trauma, that is, so No Boundaries International is who we partner with right now. And um, I just love what they do because they, they love without an agenda. So they don't, they don't love you into getting clean. They don't love you into um, to making that next step. They just love you in a way that, that helps them open themselves up to God so that God can prompt them when he wants. I mean, like they know they need, they don't even know they need to be clean. Right. So they don't even know that they need to get rid of the drugs. So, you know, um, you're walking beside someone and they, they are just hanging out with you that day. And they're like, you know, I think I probably should, uh, drop the cocaine habit. And you're like, Hey, yeah, that's a great idea. You know? And so then it's on them. They've made that decision. It's not something that you've pressured them into. And there's so much more success when they make that decision on their own and then not. And so in the same way, like, um, Hey, I think it's, time for me to get a job. I really want to do that. Okay. So then I'm a resource so that, um, that, that person in that situation has some place they can go. That's not Walmart. That's full of triggers and crazy, busy, everything. Right. Um, it's kind of, uh, wrecks havoc on anybody in trauma. When you go to a, a place like, um, that's super busy, like Walmart or, um, McDonald's or any kind of fast food place, there's just no time to go. I need a minute you know, um, I'm having a flashback or I can't, I have an anxiety attack or whatever. You just can't step away and take a break. And we want to create a space where that can happen, um, at Beacon and just be a listening ear. If they had something happen this weekend, or if they had a moment where there was a smell or there was a look of someone that reminded them some of their past and they just have to talk through it. And so that's kind of one of the things that we offer, um, at Beacon and, um, we don't like necessarily broadcast, hey, we're offering a trauma-informed work position for you, but um, we have that space available. So if some, if God brings them, whoops, are you there? Yes, we're still there. If God brings someone my way that has trauma, um, that's filled in an application, then then I'm available. Does that make sense? Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, that we're gonna we're gonna stay on this topic, but bottom line is you are a coffee you are a coffee uh, a coffee shop coffee. Yeah. So yeah, most people who come in there, their main concern is good quality coffee. So absolutely, that, that had to be a big part of of what you did. You know what you do 
because to, to expose people and to provide this uh, opportunity for, for those in need, you have to have customers coming through the door. So I, yes. I, I have to imagine that you, you've put a lot of effort into your, to your coffee products as well. Yes. Um, so I was so anxious to open my business because I had been trying recipes at home and I'd go places and I knew what kind of espresso I wanted. And I was so excited um, about, you know, being able to open and offer this great espresso. Um, I had worked at a coffee shop for about six months prior. Um, they needed a part-time barista and that was really the only experience I had with um, um, as a barista. Um, but it, the person who trained me really knew what they were doing. They worked at a really high class coffee um, shop in town. And so um, I really got some really good training so that when I got to have my own shop, I um, felt like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we use a locally roasted um, coffee company out of Tulsa. And I really think they're amazing. They even have barista cl uh, classes that we can go to that we got to be a part of um but yeah so i was super excited to offer um my own menu and um and it turns out people like my coffee so that's been fun too <laughs> <laughs> that's great where you know uh, we we haven't even touched on it where where are you located so we are located at the corner of covell and portland which is highway 74 um in northwest edmond in the Deer Creek area. And, and, and uh, website or Facebook information that we can share with our, our listeners as well? Yes, yeah, so um, you can find out more about um, our partners and um, kind of how our business got started at www.beaconcoffeestand.com. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we would love for you to stop by. Besides, besides, you know, actually just coming in and having having a great cup of coffee and a, and a place under most circumstances, uh, this year's been kind of weird, but a, a place to kind of hang out and, ha and have meetings and things like that. Um, how else can people help with with the with the causes you have? I know you've partnered with different uh, with, with a couple of different. Uh, organizations but you know so somebody who's really a, a, a regular customer and, and, and they know that by showing up and, and purchasing from you and they're helping out but how are there other ways that they can help out yeah so um, we are currently every month we have a new supply drive and that's been really great right now we're going to be starting a campaign that monthly we put together um, um, just like essential food kits because most people don't know that that um, a lot of the women that are being trafficked in Oklahoma City do, uh, don't really have essentials um, available to them. So we want to provide blankets. We want to provide warm socks. We want to provide um, food that they can have throughout the day. And so one of the ways that, our, that we're going to be start, um, supporting them on our, supporting No Boundaries International on a regular basis. And the reason I picked No Boundaries International is because they know the names of the girls, right? And they're seeing them on a weekly basis. And so um, this gives them an opportunity to love in tangible ways. So they are receiving something and they don't know, um, they don't know Jesus and they may not know if they want to be a part of who Jesus is, but they know that this person in front of them, whatever her name is, loves them well, you know? Yeah. 
Um, we are going to be also having a little angel tree type of project this, this Christmas. Um, there's going to be some um, tags on our Christmas tree inside the shop that will have essential things um, where you can kind of sponsor a child because these, these girls have children. They are not in their custody right now, but they like to buy them gifts and they want to be, not buy them, but, you know, be able to give them gifts. So we're going to have some tags that you can sponsor a child. Um, you can get a Target gift card that, or a McDonald's gift card, Sonic gift card something that allows the team at no boundaries to have a um, sit down and have a meal with them and just kind of talk and be their friend. Most people don't know their name. So when you have somebody that's on the street that knows their name, um, that's a big deal. Wow. Wow. If, you know, <clears throat> if somebody's, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> if somebody's listening who, who's in that situation, who, who been trafficked, trafficked, uh, who's, who are struggling uh, with, with uh, the subjects we're talking about, um, how, can they, how can they reach out and, and seek help? That's a good question, too. I, I, um, well, if you live near Beacon Coffee, um, we have um, – one of our girls that's on staff at Beacon Coffee um, is actually a missionary with No Boundaries International, and she'd love to sit down and talk to you. Um, but if um, you want to be a little bit more anonymous, the, uh, No Boundaries International has a hotline, and I can send you that number, and you can put it on the um, notes in the episode. Yeah. Um, and um, they would be, uh, they would love to kind of get started on just kind of talking and seeing what it looks like um, to getting through some of the things that you've gone through, you know, um, they have classes and all that it's online now because of COVID. Um, but they have an app that has all those classes that you can kind of work through and kind of talk, um, just think through some things that maybe you haven't thought of before. Um, and, um, that's kind of the next step, you know, once you talk to someone and then kind of go on through some of those things. Um, it's, um, it's it's apparent, you know, your your passion for this, and and and, and it's for it's about helping others. Um, it's not about personal uh, rewards. But the question is, you know, you you started this in 2018. What what have been some highs, some rewarding, some things that have kind of uh, you didn't expect that make you feel like I'm on the right path. This is this is the right thing to do. Um, I'm sure there's been some examples of some things that, that have occurred over the last couple of years. Can you name one or two and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, that's exciting. Um, so two things I will say. One is when I was first getting started, I found out how expensive, and you know this, how expensive an espresso machine is going to be. And I was like, Lord, how is that going to happen? I'm looking at twelve to $15,000. What? Um, and um, it just so happens that there was a nonprofit coffee shop that was going out of business and one of my friends wanted to help it. I am a for-profit business with a mission to help survivors, um, but I'm a for-profit business. And so she didn't necessarily feel um, like she could give to my business. Um, and so when she found out about this nonprofit that she could purchase, like, so it was a donation to this nonprofit to get the espresso machine. She was like, I'm all in. And she bought it for me and I got a, um, wonderful espresso machine lamar zoko three group head it's amazing it's a horse um i love it and um so that was one of the really big ones and then secondly 
Um, I mean, I was so nervous when COVID hit and businesses were closing down and, um, God just told me, he's like, don't be afraid. I've got you. I've always got you. I've always had you in the past. I've gotten you through so many things. And literally since April, our numbers have grown and grown and grown. And we are double what we were doing in drinks and in customers than we were last August, uh, October. So, I mean, it's just, I'm blown away at the amount of people that want to support a local business that want to support a mission minded business. And, um, so it's just been really fun and um, to be a part of um, the new community that I'm part of in Deer Creek. So, yeah, <laughs> that's outstanding. Um, because yeah. you know, it's one, you know, you're, you're, you're for profit with a mission, but you know, it's one thing to, to have a mission is one thing to be for profit, but the bottom line is you got to get, people through the door. You got to get people coming in and, and, and supporting you and for, for people to support you and it helps grow your mission. And, you know, especially during 2020 when, you know, I have, I have a friend who owns a coffee house in uh, Southern California that's been around for over 20 years. I've actually, when I was doing mine, I wrote my business plan sitting in, in her shop and I saw her on Facebook where she posted that they might not be able to get through this next round of lockdowns that they have in there. And that's after over 20 years in the business. So, um, you know, to see your business grow during this period of time, it's, it's a, truly a blessing. Yes. Yes, it is. I am. I'm, I mean, I feel so blessed and it is I mean, like, I feel unworthy. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, this is amazing. So, so cool. One of the other things, you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a tangent. Uh, you listen to Swoop World on the Talk Story Radio Network, and our guest today is Emily Hess. You know, you said your husband owns his own business too. So, you know, two people with, uh, you know, independent businesses. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you know have you have a person who you know a family member who owns a business, if the if the entire family's not working at business, somebody is going to a job where, you know, they have an employer, uh, and, and, you know, and, and so you take some of the, some of the stress off of your, you know, but when you both own independent businesses, you're both concentrating on keeping the, keeping the doors open, keeping things going. How has that uh, process been for the both of you? <laughs> um, that's a funny question. So, because of my husband's um, business experience, he's um, he's been in business over 15 years. And so because of his business experience, it's helped me in mine because I had none as a business owner. So um, he's really helped me. Um, but we all we both have to make clear boundaries because um, I said I wasn't going to work today. Don't go to work today. The kids are here, you know, and that's I had to do it this morning. And it's the same way with him. He's off at five o'clock every day. And so I try that when I'm not supposed to be there, I'm not there. And when I, you know, and I don't do work at home. So we just try to make clear boundaries so that our family um, doesn't get the short end of the stick. Yeah. Um, because we also want to stay married after all of this. <laughs> and we want our kids to know Jesus. And if we aren't being Jesus to them, then, you know, um, what kind of example is that? So, um, I think that it has been, it's a challenge, um, but we just really try to have clear boundaries. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, Emily, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, what you're doing, you know, uh, we, we hear people say this, but I truly mean it. You're doing God's work out there. And it's, uh, it's, it's outstanding that you have a, such, a, such a heart for, for helping others. And, 
you've incorporated that into your business. And I really want to, uh, you know, let people know um, that, you know, when they, when they show up at the Beacon Coffee, coffee stand, that not only are they getting a great cup of coffee, but they're actually also helping out a, a great cause. Do you have any, anything coming up or any events uh, uh, happening soon that you want to let our listeners know about? Yeah, we are having a, um, we're calling it a block party since open house is kind of <laughs> not an appropriate term when a lot of things are closing down, but we are having a block party December 5th and we are doing a toy drive. Um, if you bring a, a toy, it's going to go to someone that has a name that um, has a face that's been ministering to them and loving them on them. Um, and so the toys, when you bring them, you get a 25% off coupon on a retail item. We have candles, t-shirts, you know, Holding coffee, all that kind of stuff. Um, we have a food truck coming out. We have um, live Christmas music. Um, it's going to be a fun day, December 5th from 12 to 5 p.m. So it's going to be in the parking lot, most of those activities to kind of keep our socially distanced selves. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that and hopefully it'll be a good turnout. Is this the first time you've done this, uh, this type of event? We, ha we have. It is the first time. Um, and I am teaming up with one of my suite mates that's on the same suite um, corner at uh, Portland and Covell, um, Lotus Gold. She's a, the girl who owns that spot. Is um, She's really awesome. So we're kind of doing a block party because we're both doing something for um, our community. So, yeah. <laughs> that's outstanding. And that's December 5th? December 5th, 12 to 5. Yeah. Well, nice. I, I'm going to try to make it out there myself. That sounds like a good awesome. thing. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate Thank you. Uh, uh, just what you're doing out there. And, and I've had your coffee, so the coffee the coffee is great. <laughs> and Yay! You do have the Ferrari of an espresso machine, so <laughs> <laughs> that is totally awesome. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything that yeah. uh, you wanted to let our listeners know that we, we failed to touch on? Uh, if you do, we, we, we have plenty of time to, to chat about that as well. Man, I can't think of anything. I'm just so happy to be um, – talking with you today. I, um, I think that one of the disconnects people ask me all the time, do you have any flyers that talk about your coffee shop? And I don't have any flyers made. I have flyers for No Boundaries International, but I love the opportunity to kind of share with listeners and share with our customers um, kind of the heart behind Beacon. Um, because I think that through COVID, a lot of people are feeling hope through our windows. And that's been kind of a fun thing through our drive-through window. Um, because it, could be the only place they drive to that day you know like I have customers that come through and they're commuters normally but they're they literally just come to the drive-through to pretend that life is just the same get their coffee and then go back home and do work you know and so we have really been um, kind of a light during this time of COVID um, to our community and we've loved that but I think I would I just love that they get to know more about what that is you know what I mean so I'm excited to be able to share that with this podcast. Keith, thank you. You're so welcome, Emily. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, yeah. come back on anytime. Awesome. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you too. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. 